Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo. Welcome back, friends. It's your number one source for all things craft beer related. It's internationally acclaimed. Cindy Crawford approved. Podcast of hops, high fives. Oh, not there. Oh, man, we can't high five. No. And friendship. I'm your host. Weighing in at 0.097 metric tons of fun. Beast of the East. Christmas Maximus. And I still haven't thought of a... uh, Still haven't thought of a... uh, New title yet? No, you know, still, still wallowing in my uh, presidential defeat. So, you know, it was a, it was a tough campaign time. It really was. Um, so it's kind of put me in a creative hole. Uh, so I can't really think of a, a new cool nickname. But uh, you know, to, uh, I'm the same person I have been for the last 45 episodes or so. Uh, it's Tom. <laughs> and I'm your other host, the, uh, the Lord of the Logger, the mm. resident Hayes boy. Wow. The Royers Ford Rattlesnake. <laughs> Hell yeah. All That's right. It's Dan. Yeah. And we are, uh, we're the best, best friends podcast in the world. Getting kind of, I already, I already tired of that, uh, the John Cena music, Dan. Uh, okay. You already got tired of it? That I'm was such a great it. intro, man. Always got me hyped. All right, well, let's give it a try, you know. And you're. <laughs> and we are the best, best friends podcast in the world. Man, always. Oh, man. Nothing gets a hype like that. Always hitting I mean, the, I'm always hitting the post. we have to find something that's just as hype as that intro right there. I, I think we did last week. I think we can do it. Oh, well, no, well, last week, you know, we, I think we, we decided on our, uh, our new intro song. I just didn't rip it and put it on the oh, board. Yeah, we still have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All we'll right. Save it as a surprise. Yeah. If you didn't listen to the episode beforehand, which, what are you, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. We had untapped WTF <laughs> last week. Uh, you got to go back and listen to that one. Um, all right. So let's do some, uh, house cleaning here. Uh, guys, remember subscribe, rate, review. Uh, subscribe. That's going to get you, uh, your alerts, you know, letting you know when a new pot, a uh, new episode comes out, uh, rating. Come on. Keep a five star, five star party guys. Always. Um, the reviews though, this is where you get to, to really, uh, really shine and be yourself. Yeah, creative. You know, I've been thinking we might have a, we might have some kind of contest, uh, later on. Maybe yeah, offer we've done, like we've done the giveaway. I, I mm-hmm. feel like we need to do something for the best for the best review. Yeah. Most creative review, like give it a month. Whoever gives the, you know, the most creative review, um, as long as it comes with five stars, we got to get those five stars. Um, 
if you give us the most creative review, uh, I think uh, let's do this now. You know what, Dan? You gonna do it now? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it live. Um, okay. All right. For the month of December, since this is going to come out in December, um, you have the full month of December. When we come back in the new year, we will decide. We're going to look. If you give us a, a review, give us a five-star rating. has to be a five-star rating. Give us a review. Get really creative. Trash us. Love us. I don't care. Be funny about it. Be creative. Uh, we'll ship you out some beer. You know, we'll either throw some beer that we had on the podcast together or uh, maybe we'll we'll take some requests. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out along the way. Maybe we shouldn't say shipping beer since we're in Pennsylvania. We'll send you beer in some way, shape or form. Bro, come let the U- USPS come at us. Come on. What are they going to do? <laughs> What are they going to do? Are they going to paper cut us to death? Are you going to stop off the, stop the mail? It's already trying to be privatized. Can't stop the mail. All right. Let's talk about our guest. <laughs> yeah, let's bring him in. All right. Uh, so we are joined uh, by the executive producer at a GK Visual LLC. He's the producer and director of the documentary, full-length documentary and docu-series. It can be found on YouTube. Uh, it's the uh, director of Port and PA, uh, Nate. I'm going to butcher it. I said it right the first time. I'm going to butcher it though. Kresge. Here we go. No. What'd you say? Let me, Nate, let me hear it. Nate Kresge. You got it. That was perfect. You did it. Hello. Oh, 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 Tom, you did it. Yeah. Give that guy a beer. Yes. <laughs> Budweiser. All right. Um, yeah, well, is it I, possible this story is true? Yes. I get to play it. Yes, it is. You're right. It's fact. <laughs> All right. Um, you Nate. got to win, guys. <laughs> yes. Nate, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. So I, I don't know. I, like, I feel like I've kind of, I've been following the, the Port and PA series for, um, I don't know, like maybe maybe a year or so. Um, I, re- I remember like even before we did the pod, even started po- the podcast, I, I came across my Instagram and I was like, Oh man, I, I had an idea. Um, back when Dan and I used to, uh, be roommates in a, an apartment, when I first moved back to PA, I had an idea for a documentary about craft beer, not necessarily just specifically Pennsylvania. Um, but then Port and PH popped up. I was like, oh man, you're doing a full length doc on craft beer. Like I should have got off my ass and did it. Just never didn't have the drive. <laughs> didn't frankly didn't have the funds to do it either. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's uh, the biggest problem with, with all this stuff is finding somebody to pay you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had, oh man, I had all these different pipe dreams. Like, oh, man, uh, like Sam Adams or dogfish head, uh, you know, they're all going to, they were going to, I was going to get them and they're going to fund me. Um, but you know, never. This is kind of like when you said you were going to be the lead singer of like an emo punk tribute band and it just never happened. I mean, I've said that multiple times. (laughs) Um, so we're going to talk to Nate about some, uh, some PA beers and we're going to talk about the, the documentary and the docuseries. Um, but uh, let's, Dan, you want to crack this beer first? Yeah, let's crack some PA beers first. All right. So 
Um, we're going to start off with uh, a beer out of uh, Dallas Town, PA, which I guess it's around York, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a little around York. Uh, I was like just kind of looking through what I had in the fridge that may have been close to where you guys are kind of located out of. So as a, I guess a brewery we can kind of talk about here, but yeah. So this is, um, the beer we're going to start with is Hayesway IPA by winding path brewing company out of Dallas town, Pennsylvania. So, um, I was a sucker for a label on this one. Um, got it as a gift from a friend here. So I definitely wanted to bring it on the podcast. So, um, this one here, Hayesway IPA is a hazy, juicy tropical IPA with aromas of mango, pear, and notes of tropical fruit and berries. 7.4% alcohol by volume. Average rating on untapped is a 3.81. Cool. All right. So let's, uh, let's get this cracking, Dan. Oh, all right. You, you all set? I'm all set. All right. One, two, three. I still feel really awkward cracking beers now that we have to do this remotely with a guest who isn't cracking in unison with us. <laughs> I, I started before you guys, so so what are yeah, you pr- what are you drinking the over there, Nate? First, uh, did you just ask me what I'm drinking? Yeah, yeah, I have a uh, market research uh, from Zero Day Brewing here in Harrisburg. Okay, and I'll just give a shout out here when we're recording this. This is a. Uh, my buddy is Theo's brewery and it's his birthday today. So I thought that'd be appropriate to start, uh, drinking with. There you go. I'm going full PA. I'm, I'm going, uh, winding path. Well, I mean, we're both going winding path here, Dan, but I I've got my, uh, breweries in PA. I did pizza boy. <laughs> little pizza boy action. Last night? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say pizza boys out, uh, kind of in your area as well. I think. That's yeah, uh, yeah. that that Dan, part of the state. So Dan's I was doing a little. Dan, I was catering to the guest here with my glassware too. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's so incredibly jealous of your location to Pizza Boy. I know. Yeah, we're, we're uh, we, we got a lot of great breweries right around us, and um, it's kind of cool. I even from my house have uh, I'd say four within walking distance. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good location. I feel like yeah, 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 that was a specific choice. Yeah, no complaints there. <laughs> All right, boys, Slancha. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, this was actually my first from Winding Path. Uh, I got it from a friend of mine over the weekend as a gift. And um, I've always seen them online. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for breweries that have like a label template and kind of just the template always stays kind of the same like layout, but always changes, you know, based on the type of beer it is. Um, these guys workhorse has a great template too. I think, um, it's just, it goes so well with their branding and winding path was one that was like widely recognizable. It's like, I can see their can from a mile away and know it's winding path. Yeah. We don't get, we don't get a ton of winding path out this way. Um, so like, like you, this is my, this is a first, uh, for me. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever had, uh, any winding path, to be honest with you. And they're, like you said, they're not that far. I mean, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, me, I guess. A friend of mine, um, just, he found them at a distributor actually really close to us here on the Eastern side of Pennsylvania. So 
Oh, wow. And that's even more surprising that they're distributing out this way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's solid IPA. Yeah, it's very good. It's, uh, I was really impressed with it. I'm impressed enough to bring it on the show and we can drink it while we talk about PA beers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so how did you get started with, so I, all right, so let's set this up. Uh, you started out <laughs> with a, you started out with a full length doc. Um, yeah, I can even back it up a little, little, uh, further than that for, you if you'd like, we just yeah, an origin yeah. story. Yeah. So we, we're a video production company in Harrisburg and we do all kinds of stuff. We, you know, web videos, commercials, training videos, promo videos, you name it, we'll do it. Um, what, you know, some exceptions, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> we were always ending up at breweries after we were done on our video shoots. And it just, it was, you know, as we travel, that's like one of the, the best, uh, things for us to seek out a new brewery, you know, when we're on the road and, um, it's, it's a kind of, a it's a friendly faces without even having ever been to a brewery before you like, you, you know, when you walk in a brewery, um, a local brewery, uh, kind of what, what you're getting into, right? Like, you, you know, there's probably gonna be a friendly bartender more than happy to talk to you about the beers. Good chance yeah. you'll actually be talking with the person that made your beer. Um, well, you know, what other store or, or industry can you walk into a shop and then sit down and talk to the person that made the product that you're, you're enjoying right there in front of them. Um, so we just always had a love of, of, of little breweries and as a passion project, we actually did a, a little documentary on brewing in the Harrisburg area called brewed in the Berg. And that's, Oh, geez, that, that might be like eight or nine years old at this point. So it's pretty outdated. If you were, you, you can actually find it on YouTube if you search and uh, uh, it's definitely outdated, but, um, give a nice snapshot snapshot of the time in Harrisburg. Um, and when we did that, we always wanted to do a statewide version and we're able to, you know, cobble together some funds and got some grant money and did it. And that's, that's Port in Pennsylvania. And that we actually, um, released that on Amazon first, um, which you can still find on Amazon prime, but it's also on YouTube now for free. Uh, so you can check that out. And then after doing that, um, you know, as soon as you put something out, things change, right? Like brewers move to different breweries, breweries close, they open up new locations. They're constantly changing the world of beer, uh, in Pennsylvania or outside of it. It doesn't matter. Um, so instead of doing like part two or keep, re-editing the film or like, well, why don't we just do a series and just, just keep putting out stories. And, um, you know, I, I'm a, a sucker for like those news magazine type shows where, you know, it's, it's one, one show, but there's multiple stories within it. And so we kind of structured our show after something like that, um, where each episode may contain, it may contain one story, but, you know, but chances are it's going to be three or four, maybe even five different mini stories within that episode. Uh, just trying to keep things fresh and, um, um, and different. So it's not just like, Hey, here's a brewery and here's the beer they make. Like we want to, we want to meet the people behind the beer. We want to see, um, what kind of cool things they get into charitable, um, you know, donations that they do or, or collaborations in the community and stuff. Yeah. 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 We, we want to hear some, some cool stories as opposed to just, um, you know, my team is a bunch of dudes and, uh, we do have one woman on our team, but nobody wants to sit, watch us sit and drink beer 
we want to we want to um, get behind uh, what's really going on at breweries. Definitely. And breweries, I mean, they have that backstory where they're kind of an integral part of like the community. You know, they um, they participate in different you know organizations or different charities. And we've seen that a lot with a lot of the brewers that we've had on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, almost, you know, every brewery that we talk to always has something to do where they're giving back or doing something to support their community. Um, so we can uh, I think we can play the. Uh, we can play the trailer for the series and uh, yeah, because that'll give everybody kind of an idea of what the, the whole series is about here. Uh, so I'll awesome. bring that up and we will, uh, we'll play right here. Uh, Philadelphia. Uh, do we have any audio? Lancaster County, York County, Washington County, Hershey, Elizabethtown, Carlisle, Harrisburg. Let me explain the the concept of beer festival. We're always creative in the beer and the products that we make. Look, we can be creative in business, too. We don't just have to be creative in beer. Collaboration is so fun and it's so exciting. Most beautiful things come out of collaboration. It's the camaraderie that you see with our brewers. They do not compete against each other. They compete together. Everything about the podcast is about collaboration. It's about, yo, you're doing something good. I have a platform. You talk about what you do because I rocks with you. There are just some occasions that call for a beer, and that can't be replaced. So there is a, I mean, that kind of breaks down the whole series there. That's a great final, like send off of a trailer right there. Yeah. Just that, just that quote. (laughs) Every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah. We put out that little teaser uh, when we released the first, I forget how many episodes we put out to start off with like five episodes or something like that. So that's a little mix of the first five episodes. Um, You know, at the time of recording this, we're at nine episodes up on YouTube now and a bunch more in the works. So is this going to be like a, are you going to do something like a, you know, you're going to do different seasons or uh, do you have like an end end game or is it just like, we're just going to keep doing it until it stops being fun? Yeah, we are. Uh, the goal, I think for this year, we'll see if we hit it. We're trying to get 12 episodes out for this year. Um, you know, with COVID and everything that definitely slowed some, Something is down. So if we get to 12, I'll be really happy. Um, but we just uh, found out we have grant funding for next year too. Uh, awesome. So I'll be looking for, you know, for this to continue well into uh, 2021 throughout all 2021. Um, and we'll just keep telling stories. I mean, there's always stories to be tell- told. So um, we have, I think I have enough s- stuff shot for another three or four episodes that it's just, it's a matter of getting, you know, edited and put together in, in a show format. So, I mean, we're, we got a lot of stuff in the can and, and um, as soon as we get it done, we'll put it out. How many editors do you have? Uh, there's three, three editors that um, do an amazing job and uh, put these together. I, I shoot, I haven't edited anything in a long time because these guys just run circles around me. So <laughs> look at Tom asking his videography questions. Yeah. How many editors you guys have over there? You, get, you so, can ask all the technical questions over there. Mr. Vi- videographer. Well, I'll answer what I can. So I, you know, I'll let you in. Uh, I have a, 
my, I have a degree in film. Um, okay. So I worked in the film industry for a little while. Um, so I have, where'd you uh, go to school? I went to uh, Robert Morris in Pittsburgh and then I transferred to the okay. art Institute in Philly. Okay. But, you know, my uh, business partner, he actually graduated from the art Institute in Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't learn much in school. It was all like learning. I learned from my friends and, uh, like my friends, like, I, I feel like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I didn't learn from like teachers. I learned from my, uh, you peers. Know, my peers. Um, and then, you know, learning hands-on stuff, like working with, I worked in TV for a while and just like, I would always just like hang around the actual, like the cat, the hired camera guys, uh, that have sure. been, been doing it for 40 years. Um, so it, you know, it was a lot of learning on the job kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I you that's know, that's the best way I mean, when I, when I get, you know, somebody's resume or something like that, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter a whole lot to me, you know, where they went to school or what degree they have. It's really what experience do you have? And I, and I want to see, I want to see what you've done. I want to see right. uh, what you can do as opposed to what's on a piece of paper. So yeah, same, same thing there. I mean, it, it's all about the experience. Yeah. And like editing this podcast is Tom's uh, resume. He's expecting a call back <laughs> and yeah, three business days. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of like, my people call. what's that? <laughs> I said, odd my people call your people. Oh, okay. Uh, Dan is my people. Dan, uh, Dan, Dan will, will take all my, uh, he'll do all my, uh, I do all negotiations. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I still do like some editing for fun, but that, that was yeah. like where all my best editing came out of was like passion projects. Like I, I always hated getting told like, all right, well you, you have to do that. This is the project. Like this is, you know, this, these are the guidelines you have to go off this. And it was like, always like, man, like, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot a commercial about, I don't know, something I don't Vanderbilt's? give a shit about, you know? Okay. Um, so it was always fun, much more fun to do stuff that, you know, I cared about. Well, I think uh, the beer stuff for us is definitely that. I mean, um, we, every day is something different for us and that's great. Like we love what we do. Uh, we meet so many interesting people. We're always, um, seeing different things, um, but it's great to be able to have this project, an ongoing project that we're actually getting paid to do. Um, and it's fun, you know, as opposed to some of the other stuff we do and not, listen, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, crap on any of the, the work that we do because we really love what we do, but, um, some of it can be stressful. Some of it can be, like you said, there's, there's definitely parameters set by clients and, and other, um, things that, you got to have a commercial look this way and it's got to be oh, yeah. um, specs, but this show is all ours to be able to do however we want. And that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. There's definitely ways like, you know, I I've done commercial work before and it's like, or corporate videos. And it's like, you know, it, corporate videos are probably, you know, not to, not to put them down in any way, but they're probably like the, some of the most boring because it's all like cookie cutter stuff. It's like, you know, you're, following what, what the client wants, you know, uh, spot for yeah, spot. We are, our, our, uh, part of our thing is that we don't try to be as cookie cutter with everything. So I think that's actually helped us with a lot of our work that we do. A, the show that you see is very, um, 
it's a very good example of the kind of work we do throughout that documentary style, trying to tell people stories as opposed to, um, you know, a paid actor or something like that. So it, it's a lot of, you know, getting real people in front of the camera telling real stories. So, yeah. So that was kind of what I was getting at was that like corporate videos can be cookie cutter, but like when we were doing them, you know, I was doing them with my friends and it was like, how can we, how can we do this? to their spec, but do it in like the funnest and best way possible. Yeah. Like make yeah. it look our style, you know? Um, yeah. But then, you know, you always have like the passion projects, like, you know, you have your port and PA are always going to turn out looking, you know, I, I'm not going to say that, uh, you know, you're making this look any better than, you know, somebody like a corporate got video, but soul into it and passion everything. projects always have always end up looking or feeling better because it's, you, it's a passion project. That's what, it, why it's called that. It's, you have a little bit more going into it than you do, you know, just like a corporate gig that, um, you know, you're just getting paid for. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to think that we, we try to keep the same level for everything we do. And our, our tagline, in case any of his clients are listening, to this. <laughs> no. our, our is art, emotion, style. And we try to put art and emotion and style on everything we, or uh, sorry, art, emotion, story. We try to put those all, um, those three elements in everything we do. And, um, you know, we, we keep having clients come back to us before that. So it's, it's kind of a, something we've, we've learned over the 15 years of being in business, you know, that, like you say, that cooker cookie cutter thing, uh, it just doesn't work. You know, like that old VHS of like sexual harassment in the workplace. <laughs> yeah, that's training. Yeah, and listen, we've done our share of stuff like that too. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's it's those real stories that we love telling. Um, so you think you want to work at Company A? Let's tell you a few <laughs> things about sexual harassment. <laughs> um. So, all right. So you made the, uh, you guys made the, the full length doc. So, yeah. and then you moved to the docuseries, like what, what went in? So basically, yeah. So you kind of went into that. It was basically, you're just keeping it. You're, you're doing the kind of like the full length doc, but you're just keeping it rather than re-editing. You just, you're keeping it updated by doing an episodic version of it. Uh, no, I mean the the doc. It's the the doc is more the story of Pennsylvania as a whole. So we we try to visit everything. You guys still there? Sorry, my computer just like yeah, yeah, you're still, yeah, yeah, you're still yeah, you're still yeah, you're still got you. Uh, so yeah, the documentary is um, kind of a story of Pennsylvania as a whole. So we you know we visit everybody from Yingling down to um, homebrewers just starting getting started out, we give a little bit of history. Uh, we try to look at every corner of the state. So we're in Erie, Philly, um, and everywhere in between. Um, and, and, and some of the other industries that support, um, so like we go to American keg, you know, that makes kegs here in Pennsylvania, that kind of stuff yeah. with the series. It's not so much a broad picture of brewing. It's more these smaller stories. So like we visited, um, a couple of breweries that like cater to dogs, you know, like people that love to bring their dogs to breweries, uh, did a story <laughs> on uh, breweries that like even cater to kids, you know, and I, I know in our 
in our world, a lot of people get bent out of shape one way or the other about having kids at breweries, but some of these places are doing really cool things where they're like doing campfire stories with kids, you know, to entertain them where the parents can have a beer and, and relax. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's not just like, you know, the, the film is what it is. And the, the series is more just finding the cool little stories as opposed to yeah. trying to keep telling a bigger picture. Yeah. It's like a journey. You guys are kind of going through like different, different areas of not just like, you know, Pennsylvania breweries as a whole, but like the little niches within the, the PA breweries, like you said, yeah, you know, exactly. those breweries who are dog friendly, those breweries about who, you know, cater to having kids there, which is like, I mean, huge for people like Tom and myself here as uh as we're both dads here. So I yeah. mean, I think I brought yeah, my awesome, daughter right? like, yeah, like three months. I think she was like maybe four months old, three months old. When we went to the first brewery <laughs> right down the street. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I, I've seen every, like every aspect, like every end of like uh, the advantages and disadvantages of having like a kid friendly brewery. Uh, you know, you have it where, yeah, if you have your kid with you, come on, you know, it doesn't matter. Come on in. You know, we have high chairs, whatever you want to sit to where it looks like goddamn Chuck E. Cheese. You know, there's there, it's just like, please bring your kids. We have no, you know, no structure or anything for them to do, but run around. Uh, this is going to ruin your experience. <laughs> so are you saying they should all put ball pits in? Is that where we're going with this? I mean, at least a bouncy castle. <laughs> at least a bouncy castle. Um, oh, no, I mean, there's, there's one, bre- there's one brewery in the area that it is just like, I can't even as like a parent where I understand bringing your kids, it's, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Like it's kids just, Oh yeah. Running. It's the wild about. West. We there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like the wild West. Like kids just running around. You don't know whose parents or, or whose kids are, you know, tethered to what parent and yeah grant this is all pre-covid too mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah that, that used to be a pretty um pretty insane territory but like yeah getting back on to like how you said it's like the episodic kind of you're going into these individual journeys within the broader spectrum of like the pa breweries um yeah. it, it just seems it, it's really cool and i think that like audiences are more interested in like that long form, more episodic kind of style instead of kind of waiting around for the next, you know, hour, two hour documentary. They like this, you know, the long form stories being told, you know, story by story, you know, waiting for that next episode to come out. Yeah. And I I think all our attention spans are kind of short, let's be honest. And so like little stories within a a thing. I can't tell you how much I like just binging a whole season of something versus watching a movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny when you get to the end of it, you're like, holy crap, I just watched like probably 10 hours, a 10 hour movie. But if you would have told me I was going to watch a 10 hour movie, I would have never done it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, and I'm kind of in like the boat of like, I'm so glad that docuseries have become a thing. Because my wife and I are really big into documentaries. And, you know, if I hit a documentary that I'm really interested in, like a subject that I'm really interested in, when that hour and a half, two hours is over, I'm like, well, now I want, I want more. Like, how do I get more of this? And, you know, documentaries typically tend to be on like a very niche subject. Like one, uh, for example, the one that comes to mind is like Jiro dreams of sushi. Uh, he like that, that one, 
I'm like, I, I want to learn more about this guy, like sushi making all this. And it's like, yeah. uh, there's no more after that hour and a half. It's like, that's it done. But th- like now if I watch, if I go and watch Port and PA and now you have the docu-series, it's like, all right, well now I get to see more that, you know, you couldn't fit in. You're just squeezing it into an hour and a half. Uh, you know, you, you get to see a little bit more expanded uh, as far as storytelling goes, I guess. You know? Like more diverse tales too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, I think you guys both hit it right on, uh, right on the head there with uh, trying to get a little bit more flavor, you know, put into this, like, you know, for lack of a better term, just spread it out a little bit and, and a little more haze into this uh, docuseries. <laughs> like a, 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 a perfect example is you did Stouds recently and I, I believe it was uh, Carol, right? Yep. She, she's the first female brewer. Yeah. And like, it's huge, it's huge that uh, we have the first female brewer. Yeah. Um, right there. Since prohibition in the state and, and is retiring and no, not a lot of people don't know that. Like no. that's, that's not a common bit of knowledge. Yeah. It's a great it's story. Yeah. And, and if you put that into a document, a full length doc, it's not going to get the, it's not going to get the time that it deserves. Yeah. You know, you, and she is in the, in the full length doc, but like, you don't get the, you know, if, if we spend some time on it, but we, you know, doc keeps moving on and, and there's a lot more yeah. to be told. So right. It yeah. can give you long. Like dedicating yeah. an entire episode to her kind of really gives that full story. Right. You give, you give five, 10 minutes on a subject in a, in a doc before you have to move on. And then, or you could do the docu-series where you dedicate a whole half hour to, you know, this awesome story, half hour to an hour. Yeah. yeah. So what's a, what would you say your, uh, your favorite style of beer is? Um, that's a good question. Um, and I appreciate you for not asking it that way and not like, what's your favorite beer? Cause you know, <laughs> my mood of the day what's and, your you favorite know. beer. Yeah. We've done this uh, enough that we, I think we can, can kind of skirt around those, those dumb questions. Yeah. Um, I'm still a sucker for barrel age, anything, you know, you, you put, um, you know, I don't see it as much as you used to this time of year. Like this time of year, I get really excited because this will be barrel age stout season for me. And, um, don't, don't get me wrong. I love my IPAs, but they've kind of taken over a lot of the taps and I'm, I'm missing some of the, at least the, I'm, I'm very seasonal, you know, summertime. I, I like a good Kolsch and, uh, lighter beers. And this time of year, I just want to have some, some darker beers and nice winter warmer. I see them as much this year, you know? Yeah. We well, just missed, uh, get into this. Uh, you just missed, uh, bourbon, the bourbon County release was on Friday. It was. There was a, as always, a lot of uh, controversy on both sides of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, we're uh, we we've seen it. I'm not going to call anybody out, uh, but you know, there's there is a, a big controversy in that in the craft beer industry. Is is I think even bigger this year with um, with COVID and everything yeah. going on. I think there's been a, it, it a big bigger. This year, right. It's with, all you know. Um, support local. Support numbers. local. Support local. It's like all right. If I, I'm buying, I bought three bottles of Bourbon County. All right, you bougie son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, yeah, Mr. Moneybags, that's what they call me. Um, they, 
what he's got that Scrooge McDuck pool that he dives into (laughs) behind his house with all the coins in it. What's what's wrong with going out and buying a couple bottles of Bourbon County? And like I, I didn't I didn't wait in line supporting jobs in the beer industry. And I think people lose that point that there are still people earning a living making this beer. No matter who owns the brewery, it's still craft, right? Um, and yes, I, I will preach that, you know, support Pennsylvania beer as much as I can. But yeah, drink what you want to drink. Buy you, your Bourbon County and, you and here we are sitting drinking Pennsylvania beers too, you know? You can't fault someone for going outside of Pennsylvania every once in a while for the beer that they drink. You can't just say... About like our Belgian beers and stuff like that too, right. you know, like... And I, I get like, Hello, oh, New England IPAs, Pennsylvania. <laughs> you got it from another state. <laughs> like, I get like the, oh, don't support InBev. They're, all right. I, I get it. They're, oh, they're the big bad guys of of the, the beer industry. But, you know, I, I don't think that it's really the same way that it used to be where they were just putting out shit to take up shelf space anymore. It's kind of like. They're, they've realized that craft beer is a, a thing and it's here to stay. And, you know, I, I remember I supported Goose Island long before they were bought by Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, I you can't know? tell you how many layovers I had in Chicago where I just drank Goose Island until I passed out. Yeah, I mean. Oh, that bar at the end of the, the one terminal there is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a couple overnights where I stayed in the terminal and I'm like, because of a snowstorm or something. <laughs> There's a Goose Island spot in Philadelphia. Yeah. 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 yeah it's local jobs there right there. People from Philadelphia, you know, to work mm-hmm. and earn a living. Yep. It's tough to say. That, you know. Don't you, get me wrong, Pennsylvania. I enjoy the memes. I love them. Yeah. But <laughs> you need to, you need to take a step back and just not be butthurt over something for, you know, yeah. a couple minutes, you know, I, Hundred percent agree with everything you're saying here. And, and and most of the most of the people that are drinking the craft beer uh, nowadays it, were drinking Goose Island when it was craft. You know, oh, like yeah. Sophie. Sophie was one of my favorite farmhouse ales of all time. Agree. It, okay. Like they still make it, and it still tastes the. It still tastes great. You know. Still, well, here's the other thing too. We all, you know. I think we all appreciate the American dream. What's the American dream, right? Like to build something that can grow and to be a conglomerate that crushes all of the mom and pop shops around (laughs) and, and just hoards money (laughs) like smog. Just sit on your pile of gold and eat hobbits. That's all you want to do. Right. So somebody comes and dangles the right amount of money from me. I'll sell you my company in a heartbeat. Absolutely. If somebody came, <laughs> if somebody came to Dan and I was like, Hey, we'll give you a million dollars and we're going to be the best, best friends. And we'd be like, <laughs> yeah, of course, like, here's, your, here's your podcast and if, enjoy your 400 followers on Instagram. Yeah. If Budweiser came to us and was like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to give you a thousand dollars a month to, to just say Budweiser. Once an episode, we'd be like, yeah. Yeah. It's already on our soundboard, guys. Yeah. Budweiser. We would we would be headed. This would be a red and white track suit with the Anheuser-Busch logo. <laughs> we look like NASCAR drivers. Exactly. I would look like the, the crew chief of a NASCAR team in a heartbeat. 
I would be the full like tracksuit going yeah. on there. <laughs> I would be Wayne. I would be uh I would be Garth from uh Wayne's World 2 when he's all yeah. decked out in the Reebok. In the Reebok. <laughs> Some people sell out and it's just he's, sad, yeah, he's man. eating the pizza at pizza or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I, I just think I, I think it gets a little out of hand. We've talked well, about it. We've talked about it before on the podcast. It's like there's a certain respect that you have to give to these big conglomerates that they're they're putting out like you're if you buy a Miller Lite, it's going to taste the same exact same way as it did 10 years ago. Just about to say that. And, and the no exact same way in Japan as it does here. <laughs> exactly. And that they, they, you have to you have to put respect on their name for that. Well, all right. Since we're talking uh, documentaries, did you guys see that documentary on Budweiser about the, um, what is it called? King of beer or something like that? No, but I'm going no, to tonight. Amazon, <laughs> I think it's on Amazon and it's, it's a, a story about how the different Budweiser breweries around the world work to make sure Budweiser tastes like Budweiser, no matter where you are. Oh, that's and awesome. Each of these, uh, breweries have to submit, uh, I think it's like once a year or whatever, their beers for a panel of judges to brew or to taste. And they, they really um, are tough on themselves to see who can actually brew the best tasting Budweiser, even though they're pretty much exactly the same thing. And, and if you lose, it's, it's, it's tough. Like they, 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 they take a really hard stance on themselves. Um, so all that to say, what you're saying, there's consistency across the board and, you know, that is a, one of the hardest things to do in brewing is to get a beer to taste the same every single time. You know, there's way too many uh, things that come into play right. here. No uh, matter things. where you buy it, no matter when it was brewed, it's always going to ta- taste the same. Do you yeah. think like Budweiser in Japan like goes the way of the samurai for their brewmasters if they don't? If they don't make it taste well, they're <laughs> they just commit like, harikari. <laughs> they're just like I dishonored my family, and they just go like. <laughs> and then another brewmaster pops in and he goes, I'll, I'll try it now. Could be. I don't know. Brought too much of disrespect. <laughs> I, didn't um, want, I didn't want to do that, but <laughs> I didn't want to do the voice. <laughs> all, all the, uh, all, why, all the views and, and voices are, uh, are, that's why you didn't win the presidency of the United yeah, States. It, that's it could, why it could be. I'm too real. <laughs> um, some would say I'm real ass. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, I, I, unpopular opinion here, uh, but heavy, pretty good lager. I almost, well, yeah, I mean, a, uh, you guys think about all the beers, even like for light beer. I mean, there's, there's not much taste there and it's not a lot going on, but people love it and have grown up with it. And there's something to be said about, Hey, listen, Yingling wouldn't be where they are without, um, having a following and consistency and, um, you know, uh, I love Yingling and, but we've kind of carved out the definition of craft beer for Yingling. And, um, whereas they're, they're, they're working with the big guys now to keep pushing their beer out, uh, farther and farther West. So where do we draw the line on what we're going to drink and not drink? And it just, I can't live my life like that. I'm, it's too much for me to always be worried about what percentage of this company is owned by who. And, you know, no drink, drink what you like to drink and, you know, just shut up about it. <laughs> you know, 
it's brilliant. Well, in the same sense, support local, you know, make sure yeah. you are supporting your local guys as much as you yeah. can. I feel but, like you can have a balance. There's, there's part of me that like, I, like I just said, like when I was in the grocery store, I saw that they had champagne bottles full of Miller high life. And I'm like, man, I just want to throw this in the cart right now. But at the same time, I'm going to go down to the local brewery and, and you didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, not yet. Dan, we'll talk after the podcast, man. Yeah, we're going to talk. I know, dude. I was, I was going to bring it up. I, I wanted to bring it up after the podcast about our birthday because this is dropping. Like, actually, this episode is dropping on my birthday. Yes. We didn't even and the day before. That. Yeah, the day before. Well, oh, hey, happy birthday then. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people listen to this will think uh, they don't know. Nobody they knows don't. anything. All right. <clears throat> um, all right. So we got um, through. Fa- the last look over there? Looks like that. Okay. Looks like that. I thought so. Um, all right. So before we get into our, our next beer here, um, we got through favorite style. You're going with barrel aged anything, which is, that's, you know, that's controversial because it's controversial because why? So it's it's not, no, and it's controversial, controversial in the same sense of saying that you like IPAs. It's because you have people that either love IPAs or absolutely hate IPAs. And then you have people that love barrel aged or hate barrel aged. But I feel like there's like a breakdown on barrel aged because you could talk about stouts. You could talk about barrel aged saisons, barrel aged sours. And but that was the, that yeah. was the thing is like there's barrel aged got that IPA hype before IPAs did. So that they had that hype. And, you know, when you have a a hype style, you're going to get a majority, not a majority, but you're going to get a sect of craft drinkers that are going to hate on you for liking that style. Write me letters, man. I'll drink drink on the hate. I love love them barrel age. Uh, I've been trying to get people to write me letters for, I don't know, how many, 45 episodes? Tom's our number one hater on this podcast. I'm I'm a a bubbling ball of positivity. Yeah, I'm a glass. He's the uh, craft beer curmudgeon of the group. I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. Um, All right. Well, where are you going to stand on uh, barrel aged beers and if if it's controversial? Well, um, I'm a, I'm a original stout guy. Uh, So I love barrel aged. If you put barrel aged on a can, I'm going to be like, "Mm, yeah, I'm going to try it. Yeah. Um, It's got that bourbon in front of it. You've got my attention. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a, I'm a a bit, I'm a bit of a hater on IPAs in the sense that, um, you you brought it up earlier of that IPAs are taking up tap space and it's because yeah. the reason is because it has so much hype behind it and it's just yeah it's it, it's making money for the breweries so you know I can see fiscally why they're doing it but I, I think it's sad to me too that people don't quite understand what an IPA started out as so when you know this younger crowd comes in and orders an IPA they want it to be hazy like right uh, a buddy that's a brewer at a brewery here in town. And, um, they're also a restaurant and he gets a lot of people in there that order their IPAs and, and the IPA was put in front of this one person at the bar and younger guy. He's a lot, he sends it back and the bartender's what's, what's wrong with the beer. He's like, 
I can see through this beer. It's not an IPA. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, yes, it is an IPA. Uh, it, it's brewed to be clear and we take a lot of pride in that and the kid could not comprehend and what so, he was hearing. And this is my it's, problem with IPAs is that people that have that stance of if it's not hazy, it's not worth drinking. And if it's not, oh, it has to be juicy. Uh, it has to be <laughs> tropical. Um, I, I don't want to taste any bitterness. There need no bitterness. It's like, dude, have you, do you know what, where it, like IPAs came from? I feel Do like my knees hurt every time I hear it because I feel like an old man, like I'm about to get up and I'm just like, let me tell you about IPAs in my day. <laughs> Back in my day. Well, we, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm drinking this market research here. It, it's a West Coast style IPA. And like you say West Coast style, well, they don't even like understand. Like You say West Coast style. I say best coast style. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I mean, a West Coast is how... I think an IPA should taste. It should be bitter. It should be, you know, you should get those bitter floral notes of, uh, of an IPA. Um, Clean, piney, yep. little hint of citrus. Yeah. I kind of wish this new wave of IPAs, this hazy, juicy thing would actually just became a whole new style of beer. It wasn't called IPA. Cause I think it, it's confusing a lot of people. Um, I agree. the waters here. The BJCP should definitely be updated for this. Um, whoever does the BJCP who hasn't updated it since, um, since Obama was in office. Um, yeah, man, that's like, put that in there. That's like the people that call a, uh, a heavy, a, a puree juice. Uh, they call it a Berliner vice. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, like a smoothie sour. And they're yeah. trying to put a, they're trying to put a nice little like fancy name on it. They're trying to make it sound like an actual, like an actual beer, but it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a naked juice. Check out this Berliner. Bite. All I had, um, at, at Notting Head down in Philly, um, back in the day and you know, back, back in the day back. and my mind. Right. And so I'm like, <laughs> I love Berliner rice. I'm like, this is, this is, they even put the Woodruff syrup in it and stuff. And now like I see these things called Berliners and I'm like, this, this isn't like, this is <laughs> people don't even understand styles anymore. Nope. You don't sour a beer and call it whatever you want. Oh, uh, that, that they just call it artisanal. They're just like, you don't understand because this is an artisanal Berliner vice. Well, if you watch uh, episode nine of our show, uh, like you mentioned, we had this interview with Carol Stout and you know, she, she definitely rubs people the wrong way sometimes, but I love her because she does that. And she goes off on this whole thing of saying like, you know, how beer should be brewed to style. And she's like, you know, people are putting glitter in beer and she's like, no offense if that's what you're into, but like, I'm out, you know, that's <laughs> Dan, we need to get, uh, we need to get Carol on the podcast ASAP and, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to her for about four hours of just her, of just uh, us going, you know, fuck this style and fuck that style. <laughs> Ah, oh, crap! Beer, Kamajin going is, full uh, force there. No end to enjoying time with Kara. Like, if you if if you go into it and want to hear some great stories, that she's the lady to talk to. That's awesome. All right, Dan, you want to get a you want to get a new uh, a new beer? You want to freshen these up? Oh, I got it right here. All right, I'm gonna grab mine. I think I have enough. I, I think I have enough. Slack I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm try not to give you a wedgie shot when I turn around to mine. Yeah. I'm not giving it Don't worry, shot. guys. I'm watching. 
<laughs> no wedgie shot here. I have enough slack. There you go. Uh, Tom, your, uh, your wedgie shot before was just something to behold. Got a hungry butt. What can I say? Yeah, dude. It just looked like your pants were just like, it just like a black <laughs> hole was imploding. It was like a sci-fi story on your backside. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan. So we're going to do, hey, uh, I know I'm not drinking the same thing you guys are about. I just want to get it on the uh, sound effect. Oh, please do. Oh, that's awesome. I appreciate you on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's crack and we'll talk about it. All right. It's a countdown, countdown. All right. We're going to crack in one, two, three. Oh, beautiful gentlemen. Beautiful. All right. So we're going to be doing a uh, hoppy digital an unfiltered pale ale from root down in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, Daniel. Yeah. So uh, hoppy digital by root down brewing company, root down out of Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. One of the podcast favorites here, um, a previous, um, GABF, uh, winner here with their 2018, uh, bind. Yeah, we got it right there. And, uh, so this is another one of their staple beers. This is an unfiltered pale ale, 5.2% alcohol by volume. Again, another one here. It's not getting love on untapped is at 3.78 on untapped here. Um, this is a delicious beer. Um, if you've ever been to root down in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, um, if you enjoy old school hip hop and Kung Fu movies, it's the environment you want to be in. It's, um, just a great all around brewery and they make amazing beer. Dan, can you say diggity dank? Because yeah, you smelling that one? Yeah. <laughs> it smells this like this was actually the first beer I ever had from Root Down when I went to their uh brewery when they opened. It smells like Dan's car in high school. Yeah, a little bit. What are you drinking over there, Nate? So I got I, I went completely uh different here than you guys. Um this is uh Chubru from Harmony, uh Pennsylvania. Uh, it's called Jim Selfie. And the cool thing about this beer is it's a low calorie hazy IPA. Um, oh. And it drinks like a great hazy IPA. Um, the cool thing, we're, we're going to do a story. Uh, I think it'll probably be out in episode 10. So you guys are getting an exclusive here on uh, hey. upcoming story oh. on a, a movement for low calorie beers and yep. low calorie beers with taste. So, uh, free will has craggle light now, which is awesome. Well, yeah, um, they had a micromanager before that too, which was a locale too. Yeah. And, uh, so all the work that goes into some of these low calorie beers, voodoo has one called, um, empty calories. Um, <laughs> they're popping up different places and they're, they're great. And if you're into, you know, you're drinking your Miller lights and stuff like that, but actually want, I'd rather drink a, a hazy. They're coming out with them now and they're, they're awesome. Yeah. That's what, a, definitely what, an episode I want to tune into because I've seen a couple like around, like I, like I mentioned, micromanager was one, um, when I was into uh, mountain biking, they would always have, yeah. it was like the, you know, that post ride beer. And, and they were like, Hey, this isn't going to kill you. Like, you know, those hazies, but it'll still give you that same taste. So yeah, it's really cool. I, uh, I, I like that episode there's the key popping up there's more and more i keep hearing about it and it's it's awesome and i'm all for it whatever i can I, i'm all for it as long as i can stop seeing the that uh hashtag earn your beer wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah people working yeah, out going to yeah, earn your right. beer while i'm sitting there like 
Yeah, I'm not doing cardio. Fuck that. <laughs> His idea of cardio is sitting here talking in a tracksuit. This it's is kind of most- like it's kind of like when people run in like uh, like trash bags. He's like Silver <laughs> Lang's playbook over here. Just he's more into running his mouth, kind of a thing. Is that yeah? <laughs> Nailed he's it. Burning, he's burning cows as we're doing this, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this is the most cardio I do all week. My bicep is bigger than the other from just lifting pounders all day. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why it's bigger than the other. <laughs> no other. <laughs> that's the left. That's that's the left. Yeah, yeah the he old drinks guy. with his left arm. He calls it the stranger. Yeah, the old stranger. <clears throat> Life's about balance. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but, so um, let's get into this. Um, super dank. Love the unfiltered. I love it. A good American pale ale. Yeah. So it finishes very earthy. So you're not getting a lot of the hot burn. So I wouldn't call this a quote baby IPA as like some pale ales are being classified as because people are making pale ales that are kind of almost like it's like a real thin red line between that and an IPA where they're, they're making them unfiltered hazy, but like they're losing out on that clean earthy pale ale kind of taste at the end instead of like kind of more of the hop kind of profile. That's a great, uh, a great kind of what, uh, Nate was talking about was like getting these reclassified as they shouldn't be IPAs because an Indian pale ale, it came from a, a certain way of brewing, you know, it had to be brewed a certain way and that's why they were so bitter. You know, you got the, the hop profile. Yeah. We, uh, we they should just be considered pale last time hop burn. So yeah. we were talking about that before, but it, those, the hazy IPAs should just be considered pale ales or hazy pale ales. I mean, or juice. Yeah. Or <laughs> fruit juice, but this is delicious. Um, yeah, these guys do a really good job. Um, especially, um, the kind of malt backbone to this too, and the grain and everything that's used with it. Um, I mean, they have a great background with that being as uh, their head brewer owned a, you know, basically a hop house or I guess a, a craft beer store before he did root down. And they're uh, they have a close relationship with a uh, deer Creek malt, I believe. Yeah. So they're getting, you know, good PA malt. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, this is very enjoyable, low ABV, which, please like I, I really, I keep harping on it and I hope that this truly becomes a thing like the a, low ABV revolution, please yep. come to be a thing. Yeah. This well, I, got, been- I have sitting here behind me the, uh, the De La Soul from root down too. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's killer. It's, it's great. Yeah. So that just goes along the line with that, like hip hop background that they have there and everything too. Like when I, when I saw De La Soul come out, um, I actually, when I went and got, um, Hoppy Digital, I got one of their, um, IPAs, you know, their hazy IPAs with milk sugar, Tom. (laughs) And I know how, I know how you feel about that. Um, I got it for my wife because she enjoys those types of beers, poured it out. It was very strange. I, I, I don't like to stereotype, but very almost filtered, very clear, almost kind of consistency to it. And it tasted like an IPA with a hint of berries. I was like, this has milk sugar in it. I was expecting something to be like, you know, like the end of a bowl of cereal or something. Like I was going to be drinking like 
you know, the sugary milk at the end of it or something. No, this was like a true IPA at the end. So did the milk sugar really play into like the mouthfeel? Did it kind of give it like a softer, odier? It a softer berry kind of taste, but mm. no, there was some bittering to it, especially with like whatever hot profile they used. I, to be honest, I'm going to, I'm probably going to end up dropping one off to you because I know how you feel about milk sugar and I just want to see your reaction to it. And I want to put it on Instagram live so we can watch it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I, I will certainly get down to that. But um, I think Root Down is a is a brewery that doesn't get a lot of um, doesn't get a lot of respect, even though they are a 2018 like you know Great American Beer Festival winner for West oh, Coast. They were uh, somebody. Yeah, they they won for like best new brewery, right? Like they won for best West Coast IPA for a brewery in Pennsylvania, Eastern yeah, Eastern yeah. United but, States. They were deemed to some list as like one of the best new breweries in the country. Um, yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was like, uh, I, I, I remember somebody talking about it and they were like, well, yeah, it's only because, you know, not every brewery submits to that. And like somebody really butthurt about, I don't care, man, you walk in there and like you said, like the vibe is so cool. Like I'm a huge beast boy fan and all that John, like it's just all over the place. Uh, the walls yeah. are cool. The vibes cool. The beers are awesome. The food was really good. I remember the too. barbecue is yeah, spot that, on. There. Yeah. The little tacos they had there. I think we went there the night before my wedding and we, yes. we wild out hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, you know, like just bounce around Phoenixville. Holy cow. You want to just put yourself in a grave. You know, you try to bar hop or brewery hop and, that town. You could potentially just do a whole episode on Phoenixville breweries. Like it's just, we've been talking about it and I think once COVID kind of lets up and it's a little easier to do, um, that's definitely on our radar. Cause yeah, you're right. it's like that- crazy how it just like, how it just blew up from what they originally had to what they have now. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely changed the town too. You know, when, Dan and I were in high school. Phoenixville was like, you don't go to Phoenixville. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like a no. We went era. to Phoenixville for that uh, for that pizza place that you know sold us beer when we were in high school. Well, yeah, you went for that, <laughs> but it was a, a it was kind of a seedy area, and then yeah. uh, you know places started moving in there. You know, you had like Molly McGuire's and uh, PJ Ryan's. Uh, yeah, Iron Hill moved in there, which I feel like if if Iron Hill moved, it, it, Iron Hill's like the Whole Foods of uh, craft beer. It's like if Iron Hill moves in there, like you're on the come up. Yeah, <laughs> you should put that in there to my marketing material. <laughs> right. The Whole Foods of craft beer. Have you had a Belgian triple yet? You will now. <laughs> like that uh, Marzoni's, uh, not the you know not, but they're kind of like the hosses of um, uh, or the. TGA Fridays of craft beer. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nate, what, uh, what recently, I'm not going to say like a be all end all, but recently, what is your favorite brewery been? Like, what is it? If you were like, Reese? yeah, like, 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 let's just say like the last year I've been to or something like that. Yeah, maybe. for sure. Um, Trying to think where I've been that's new that I haven't. I mean, I, I love my local guys. That's tough for me to steer away from them. Um, it's been, I'll be honest, it's really tough with COVID trying to get a sense of what a brewery is all about when you visit right now. Yep. Um, 
if I'm like well, Nate, I need. That one I'll come back. If I'm like, <laughs> if, if I, I'm like Nate, I I just I just flew into into PA. Uh, I flew into Harrisburg. Um, I can go either to Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, or I can stay in Central PA. Um, I just I need to go to a brewery. Where am I going? I'll tell you, I, I love Pittsburgh. Um, I, I wasn't on the Pittsburgh bandwagon until uh, a couple of years ago. And the brewery scene out there is phenomenal. Um, these guys are putting out so many great beers and there's a lot of diversity out there. We keep um, hearing this. And, you know, Philly, Philly has always been a beer town, but not necessarily because they were making the beer, right? Like the bars kind of created the Philly beer scene to start off with. Pittsburgh is a brewery town um, and y- you name a style of beer. There's a brewery in Pittsburgh cranking out that kind of beer at a exceptional level. Um, you can't go wrong. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I get a little butthurt on that because I went, I spent the better half of four years out in Pittsburgh and uh, I was you like, were- a little too early for the, uh, yeah, yeah. he missed the, uh, he missed the wave. Yeah. I was drinking Jacob's best, which was like, <laughs> it was like seven fifty oh. for 150 beers <laughs> of beers. Uh, they're, they're a defunct brewery now. <laughs> they don't I'll make tell you, what, you know, more we're sitting here talking about it. I can, I can throw out a name for you. Inner, inner groove brewing in Pittsburgh. Um, was new to me this year. They've been around for a couple years now. Um, we visited them while we were out doing a video shoot. Uh, and we didn't actually, we didn't actually shoot anything there. We just were there to have beers and man, everything on the board was awesome. Uh, staff was awesome. And this was the beginning of COVID too. And they had it, they already had it down to a science, how to serve, uh, everybody and get things moving. So I was very impressed with them. And that's, I'm sure I'll think of more as we keep talking, but the intergroup brewing was awesome. Yeah. The, the whole craft beer scene out in Pittsburgh is just, they're getting so much hype right now. Yeah. Cause you have, you have dancing gnome, you have grist house. I mean, those are like obviously yellow bridge ones. Yeah. Um, you have Penn that has been there forever. It's doing classic style German. One of the originals in the state. Yeah. Um, and then you have guys like East end who have like, kind of paved the way for all these new guys and kind of they've kind of reinvented themselves and are putting out incredible beers. Um, always have, but you know, back in the day they were putting out and they still do incredible barley wines. I wish more people love barley wine because like the, the barley wines they put out are amazing. Um, but they've also now had, you know, they've shifted like everybody else to do hazy IPAs and do them exceptionally well, even though that wasn't what they were wanting to do. I've had some like Oscar award winning hangovers on barley wine. Like I've had some where I've woken up and I went like, even after just two glasses of it, I'm like, <laughs> what did I drink last night? You woke up like a uh, Robin Williams and Jumanji. Yeah. I was like, what year is it? I had facial hair and I never had facial hair. It was weird. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like Penn Penn brewery does not get enough respect. Um, Agreed. Because they are doing just like classic German style beer. I love it. And that goes with the territory in uh, Pittsburgh, like that whole yeah, huge just German Pittsburgh and you continue through the Midwest. It's German. Yeah. But that the thing is like about uh, 
I mean, Penn, it, it's an, first of all, it's an awesome brewery to go to. Like the, it's such a cool looking place. Um, awesome German food, which German yeah. food, some of the best food you can have in the world. And yeah, I get down some schnitzel mine, just classic German style beer. And I love their bottles, like the labels, everything is just, everything just reads German for it. And well, we were talking earlier about having, you know, branding across the board that's consistent. And, you know, Penn Brewery has that cool, like you said, that German kind of style branding across everything. It's really great. Yeah. yeah it, I love breweries that do like, they just so unique like that. You can just read them from across the room. And they're still, I, I don't, I haven't kept up with Penn, but last I checked, they were still bottling everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh. I big, it's tough to like when you've invested in something that's so massive like that to like, all right, we're just going to scrap this and go to can. Yeah. So, you know, nobody saw the big can craze coming. You know, it's funny. Oh, we got the Trogues here. Uh, Trogues started in Harrisburg. They're in Hershey now. And, but if you used to take a tour of the, of um, Trogues back in the day here in Harrisburg, John Trogner uh, would always say like, we bottle everything because cans are good for soup. Nothing else, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I can't tell you how many twelve ounce you can get every nugget beer in a can I used to kill day. before they went to sixteen. Part of it's, yeah, part of it's the uh, can technology. I mean, it's it's what years uh, from where it originated. You know, there's oh, there's yeah. a liner in the can. You know, it's not rusting out. It's uh, not leaching into your beer. Um, exactly. There's no light coming into the bottle. So there's yeah. no oxidation occurring there. Yeah. Trogues. I mean, I've had every iteration of nugget nectar bottle, 12 ounce can, 16 ounce can. Are you trying to kill me? And then back to, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah they nimble giant in a 16 ounce can. Is, yeah. Just forget yeah, about nimble it. giant is 16 ounce. That's a, that's a nice little journey. I like to take by myself with a fire in my backyard. <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, that Trogues is now becoming like, they're throwing out hype beers too. You got Nimble yeah. Giant, Hop Cyclone. Yeah. They're just like throwing out these beers like, hey, you know, you guys want something cool? Here it is. Y'all want coconut in your Troganator? We got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get my hand on that. That sounds awesome. I'm curious too to try it. Um, I was like, okay, let's let's see what your let's see what the hype is about. So I'm waiting for it to surface think, around here. I think. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but Nugget Nectar was the first beer we had officially on this podcast. Yes. I, I mean, if I go back into our Instagram, it's definitely 12 ounce cans, too, which yeah. is beautiful because it just made it so old school instead of like the 16s. And yeah, I think that was the it was the first we announced on the podcast before we went craft beer. We were still drinking during the podcast, but like we never like talked about the beer that we had. I thought we did that in episode one. I mean, did I, we talk about possibly? Um, but I'll I, have to, I'll I, have to check my, uh, hold on. Let me, uh, let me look it up. Oh, good God. We tried to, keyboard, avoid, is my keyboard too loud? We, can, we tried to avoid type. this, <laughs> but nugget, nugget nectar was like the first for me. I remember like the hype beer, like when, when you heard that nugget, oh, nugget nectar's released, you ran over to Wegmans and went to <laughs> went to the the pyramid in the middle of the beer section. 
Yeah. I remember I was like my senior year of college, I was working there and I was just, I remember being friends with the beer guy. He's like, yo man, not an actor's alley. We just got it in right now. I'm like, yes. (laughs) I remember, I remember being like living in Brooklyn and, uh, I was dating a girl that was living on the, in the lower East side and she lived above a bottle shop and I went downstairs to, to get beer and they just had nugget nectar sitting there. And I was like, Holy shit, I got to get this. And like introducing her to that, like, Oh my God, like you, you don't understand. This is, this beer is like, it only comes around once in a while, like once a year it comes around and you got to grab it while you can. And she was like, it's fucking beer. Oh, memories. So that was the end of that relationship. Is that what happened? Or? Yeah. It, give or take. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so what is, uh, what's the, what's your favorite beer that you've had recently? Okay. This is actually a pretty good one. Um, and I'm going to go back to that whole question you asked me earlier, you know, breweries that I've kind of discovered this year, new to me anyway, you know, I, it wasn't like I like, found it and now they're successful or anything like that. Uh, but breaker brewing. And I don't know if you guys have heard any, they're up near Wilkes-Barre, um, across the board again, amazing beers, but they had one and I'm not going to even remember the name of it. So, um, but they, they had, a, a the beer that had the best mouthfeel I've ever had on a beer. Um, and it was, it was kind of funny drinking this beer because people talk about mouthfeel and beers. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first time that I'm like, wow, this is actually a beer that like both taste and mouthfeel. You felt like you were drinking a cloud or something like that. It was, it was so great. Smooth. What, uh, what style was it? It was a hazy. Um, was it their smooth? <laughs> no, let me. Oh, I'll keep going. I'll Dan, Dan's as, untapping them. Untapping them. I'm uh, actually just going hey. through their Insta right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but the, across the board, they, they just they just make awesome beer. Though. That looks um, amazing. They have Hopfall. It looks like the game Pitfall. Like it's got the classic eight bit looking style to it. Oh, I'm label shopping on this Instagram right now. <laughs> well, they they um, they do um, everything across the board. Like they do stouts. They do um, they do yeah. They do it all. And you, you'll find them. They're gonna be in a future episode of Four MPA too. Um, um, they're just two guys that kind of came from. Um, I want to say they're like in the IT world or something like that and just homebrewed. And so we're going to do a story on kind of like what it took to like completely shift from your career path to doing a passion and what went into it. And, you know, kind of blood, sweat and beers kind of a thing of what it took for them to open up. And and to the point where if you're in that region, you know, breaker brewing outside of it, you still don't. But I I think in another few years, everybody's going to, um, you know, this is just beautiful things I'm looking at right now too. I mean, they have some beautiful IPAs. Beer's called just called go version 2.0. Go? Um, <laughs> I have, I'm looking at it right now. I gave it five stars. And oh man. Five star party on untapped. Look at yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. The elusive five on untapped. Dang. Well, they have a, I guess globally or everyone has a, it's a 3.96 beer. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good beer. That's a pretty solid rating for untapped. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just looking at Breaker, they look like they have some amazing food too. 
Um, I don't know. Dude, dude was awesome there. They're, so, they're in an old Catholic uh, school. Hmm. Oh, awesome. One thing that's cool, like on their Instagram is, um, it's probably like 70, 30, 70% food pictures, 30% beer pictures. <laughs> so you can tell that they have a great food selection. So it, it, it's, it's cool to see that. And honestly, to like talk about breweries that we haven't talked about on here is, is great to like, I guess, I, I mean, for lack of a better word, collab with people like you on yeah. the podcast to like find out about breweries like this. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, being a primarily a PA beer podcast, you know, it going yeah, back we to, try to be national, but man, we are just, I mean, PA is just a black hole of craft beer. Like you can't so get out of out it. There. <laughs> so we have, you know, it's, it is. It, and, and it goes back to what Nate was talking about. You know, you brought it up a couple of times as COVID kind of, we started this podcast right at the beginning. We started being like a real craft beer podcast right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. We um, were trying to be, we thought we were funny. So we tried to do a comedy podcast and then we realized we weren't that funny, but we really liked beer. So we kind of went that route. Well, everybody's funnier with beer. So I guess that makes sense. I feel like I get funnier with beer. Yeah, we're the. Uh, I, I also yeah. get hotter with beer, so keep drinking. Yeah, I crack myself off and I look better <laughs> with beer. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I play darts better, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. So darts and bowling are there's like that sweet spot with beer. It's like you suck until you've had a few, and then you're amazing, and then a few more. It's like where'd that go? Like, yeah, exactly. Or, there is a yeah. thin red line between like, I'm really good at darts to sir. Why are you yelling at the karaoke machine? <laughs> See, I was going to say darts and, uh, darts and beer pong, <laughs> beer pong back in the day. I hit that sweet spot and I was just like Kobeing everything. Same yeah. You also hey, used to you like it. wear fingerless gloves when you used to play too. Yeah. And I would just drain shots or with those one hand. Good. Yeah, he would come in there looking like Billy Idol with these fingerless gloves on and just be like, we're the rebel, yeah. Yeah, but all the ladies were saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. <laughs> Why not white wedding there? You know what I'm talking about. So, Nate, what would, uh, if you have one, what would you say your guilty pleasure beer is? Like, what's a beer you would drink when, like, nobody's looking? All right. Well, actually, so guilty pleasure. Um, I can't believe you guys. I, I guess I've had enough beer to throw this one out. Some of these seltzers, some of these brews are putting out. Are all right. Pretty all right. Good. You like a good fizzy boy? I know that's it's going to go viral now. But <laughs> you guys have like uh, well, you, Levante down there. I mean, they're putting quality ingredients into some of these seltzers and they're Pretty good. In yeah, the right, great seltzer. Okay, you're sitting on a beach, or you're, you know, um, these other seltzers are just. It's still, it's still too sweet for me. It's still like it's, it's, you know, it's a party drink kind of thing. But some of these are like dry and they, they're flavorful and yeah. Nate's cracking it. a seltzer, listening to some yacht rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there yeah, you go. Hey, you no said, yeah. respect. I mean, we, we've talked about some of, uh, well, we're kind of local to Stickman and their seltzers have oh, been, man. Uh, Stickman, pretty good, huh? 
Oh yeah. They make great beer. I was, that's basically what I drank. That's why I pregame this episode too. <laughs> but they're, yeah, their their seltzer game's pretty strong. They, uh, still have the best seltzer I've had, which was jerky boy, which was their cherry vanilla seltzer. That was- I haven't had anything, any, uh, seltzers from them. I'll have to check that out. They- yeah. Next summer, I guess when they start bringing that back around circulation. So, uh, but Jerky Boy, Jerky Boy was a winter one because I had that uh, on my birthday. Oh, okay, yeah. They haven't announced any seltzers uh, this summer or this winter. No, they they did a they did. The again, cute, what's that? Well, I was just gonna say again, like here, like the seltzer game. I, I realize a lot of breweries are doing this to because it, you know, it's another source of income, another one they can tap into. Um, and you know, my girlfriend and I went to the beach. She's like, can you stop and get us some white claws or something like that? I'm like, not buying white claws. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it was cool. I bought a bunch of different, uh, craft seltzers from different breweries and we, you know, we tried a, a bunch of them there and they were amazing. You know, like some of these were just some, some were, you know, so, so, but like a lot of these were just hit the spot, you know, and, um, better than drinking a white claw or anything, you know, like that. Yeah. White claws are pretty gross. <laughs> but yeah, I so- mean, some of the seltzers, um, over the summer from like, I mean, honestly, I've, I've had like, I guess, is it shade from, uh, Levante? Is it the shade hard seltzers? What do they call theirs? I forget what they call theirs. Uh, oh, revive. Isn't it? Re- revive. Yeah. It's the vibe and revive. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think, oh man, I think I was thinking of imprint. I'm sorry, Tom, I didn't mean to bring up imprint, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, so I've had the, um, I had like, just like a sample of it when I was at the brewery, I guess, right before, almost right before COVID started, they were like, Hey, we're, you know, we have these like shade hard seltzers and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to try it. And it was delicious. And then having the Stickman ones over the summer, just because of my proximity to Stickman, um, the hard seltzer game in craft breweries is, is strong. I think it's, I think, I mean, it doesn't rival in quantity to what like, you know, these other people are putting out because people are drinking them in absurd quantities, but you know, having some, you know, having that after you mow the lawn or you're on the front porch with like the family and everything. I think the, uh, the seltzer game is good for uh, craft breweries. Yeah, they're refreshing. They're low ABV and they don't weigh you down. So, yeah, you know. All right. So you asked me, what were your guys' guilty pleasures then? <sighs> Man, we've never been first. <laughs> we've, we've never been asked that back. I know. We, well, we asked, I feel we like asked the questions we here. We all share. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's like I, I don't really have too much shame. As far as like guilty, yeah. like I, when it comes, when it comes to beer, it's like, I've, I've had it all. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Like, I mean, we've had brewers that are like, Oh, you know, I guess Pabst, but it's like, I like Pabst. Yeah. You go, you go a punk rock show and like you're, yeah, you're all night at Pabst I mean, there is what you have to do. I guess if you're going to go like the, the kind of beer that would like get you shamed on uh certain Facebook groups or, you know, in the craft beer world, I mean, high life, I guess like, 
And pint of beers, baby. I mean, I'm I'm a Coors uh, banquet beer guy, man. I love a good banquet beer, and that like I have no shame in that. And whenever I tell people about that, there there's no shame in that at all. But I feel like if I was to say that in like some of the craft beer groups I'm in, you know, I'd be scoffed at a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, you're getting them. Like, both of our answers came from you know the big the big bad wolves of you know the the beer yeah. industry. Well, we're but, also, we're, we're pretty old, man. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, dude, yeah. high life, high life slaps, banquet beer slaps, PBR slaps. All this episode them. drops when I'm 35. So <laughs> yeah, man, that's Asian. a, it's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we're halfway through our thirties, man. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, we might do some, uh, we might do some, uh, retrospective stuff on the, uh, the Christmas episode, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll get there. Well, you guys got years until forties. And I'll tell you what, when they, when people say like, when you hit your forties, it stuff just starts breaking down. They're not lying to you. Like, it's crazy. You turn 40 and it's like, all right, you're done. Like <laughs> things are getting, I stub my, I stub my toe and I'm going to be out two weeks. Yeah. I was at the skate park earlier today and I'm just like, ah, oh, man, my knees hurt so bad. <laughs> I like that you can still say things like I was at the skate park today. Like if I find <laughs> line like that, I'd be like, that's park today. Watching these guys do these amazing things, you know. Yeah, I I rolled in. I was like, I'm on my way home from grocery shopping. I thought I'd stop by. That's what I said to the guy when I rolled in. He's like, Hey man, what are you up to? I'm like, I I was on my way home from grocery shopping and I just thought I'd stop in at the old skate park. Wow. It's funny you say that. I was actually, I was at pizza boy last night with a buddy of mine that I grew up with. Like I've known him since I was like, you know, probably four or five years old. And we're sitting there just talking about stuff, catching up. And he's talking to me. Uh, he had a, he had a skate, uh, company t-shirt on. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, man? He's like, dude, I, I own one of their boards. I said, well, like, is it on your wall or like, what do you do with it? And he's like, no, man, I've been, I've been getting back into skating. And I'm like, I'm like, aren't you worried about like hurting yourself? He's like, man, I, it's like, I'm terrified. He's like, if I go down, it's the end of me for like, I don't know how long. <laughs> like if you, if you roll your ankle, man, hey, you're, that's a, hey, goodbye yeah. December. I rolled my ankle like twice today. On a football team professional trainers that are going to get us back into the season later, you know, in a few months, like that's, that's it for a while. Dude, my ligaments are like bungee cords. I rolled my ankle like twice today and I just kept going. I'm going to feel it tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, I, I was so like you bring up football. I always remembered like, uh, you know, play, you play Madden stuff and you're, you play franchise mode, you play GM and you get a guy that's like, all right, he hit 31. He's past his prime. He's done. And then it's like, crazy. and then you get to be 31 and you're like, man, I don't feel so bad. Yeah. Like I, I'm all right. And now like, as, as I'm, I'm looking, I'm staring down 35. I'm like, I get it, man. Like if I, if I get hit by, if somebody shoved me, I'd be like, Oh, all right. Give me two weeks. Give me yeah. two weeks. You know, I gotta be, yeah, I, I, like, like, I still, I still I get a guy like Brady, just, you know, and I'm like, there's no way the guy's even human. Like that just doesn't. It, yeah. It's one more reason not to like the guy, you know, like you shouldn't be able to do any of that stuff at that age. No. Yeah. It's like you, Jason Peters from the, uh, from the Eagles, he's, he's almost 40 and he's just, you know, 
He's showing his age the entire time he's on the field. Yes. Yes. I agree. (laughs) He played at a high level last year in his 38th year, (laughs) but uh, you know, it it just even to be 38 and like putting in that kind of, that kind of work is man, much respect. He's Very, got scaffolding holding up his one leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks like a building under construction in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if I pick up my kid the wrong way, I'm like, all right, I'm out a month. Put me on the IR. <laughs> but back to beer. Let's get back to beer. Back to beer. Back to not yeah. showing our age. Hold on. Let me crack my back here. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what's the, what, is the few what lies in the future of uh port and pa well uh we just secured funding for next year so we'll be cranking out episodes uh, until somebody doesn't pay me anymore so um uh and as far as you know just the future in general of of beer in pennsylvania i mean i I think we're looking at some really tough times ahead here um and i'm not sure how how we're going to cover it but uh covid's really going to it is hard. Um, I'm already seeing some breweries close that I I'm, I'm kind of sh- stunned and shocked about. Um, we had one here, uh, called river Bend in Perry County that, uh, just announced their closing and they've been open for, I want to say like two or three years. Um, they had just put in a big, uh, wedding facility, you know, at their place, beautiful wow. spot and sunk a ton of money and they were making really nice beers, just great community atmosphere. They're in our, uh, one episode about uh, having dogs, you know, at the brewery, they do a whole, they did a whole like uh, dog day, you know, where everybody brought their dogs out. And it was a lot of fun. Is, yeah. is that a dog or a cat? I saw walk behind you there, Dan. Oh yeah. There's um, maybe there's both two cats and there's a passed out dog, like right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you would notice because she's like 75 pounds. She's like a bear walking behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I th- um, Sorry, I saw animal like you know squirrel. Oh yeah, um, they're all down here with me. They decided to join the whole like club. Well, yeah, so so the future here is, is you know for us we'll be keep we'll keep doing the show uh, for the beer industry though like it's going to be a tough road ahead here especially now we're hitting colder weather where you can't have outdoor seating you know when it's sub sub arctic temperatures in parts of Pennsylvania and. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, are you guys doing a COVID episode, you know, to show, you know, we've talked yeah. about on the podcast, like the, the versatility of the, the craft beer industry kind of improvise, adapt, and man, overcome. It was so impressive how everyone kind of adapted as soon as COVID hit and they shut everything down for a little while, how the beer industry was like, all right, well, we're all going curbside. You can order yeah. everything online. And it was like that. They literally said, hold my beer and yeah. succeeded. <laughs> but now, you know, we're getting into yeah. the nitty gritty of things here. We did a couple stories where we did kind of like we're doing here with over Skype um, with breweries um, uh, and talked to them a little bit about uh, what it looks like for delivery 
Um, we even talked to Deer Creek. You guys have mentioned earlier um, how yes. they were selling you know, uh, kits to do home brewing or pizza or make your own cornbread kind of a thing. And actually, uh, they would even ship some of their own beers, which was the first time I even realized Deer Creek was doing beer, um, which were phenomenal too. I should throw that out there. And yeah, so we've done a few of those. And then we are kind of collecting stories. And uh, my goal is to do a one COVID episode. The tough thing with with all this is with the state mandates and stuff like that, things are constantly changing. So as soon as you put something out, it's going to be com- completely different. So yeah. uh, kind of like what you guys were mentioning, it's, it's the story is more about how the breweries have been able to pivot and adapt to the change as yeah. opposed to, all right, here's what it looks like right now. Yeah. And stories about like Pennsylvania podcasts about craft beer that are just trying to, you know, just trying to get by. <laughs> idea man episode <laughs> yeah our our uh our beer running you know we're we're basically uh we've basically been like uh smoking the bandit for yeah you know our craft as it were <laughs> dan you want to crack this last beer how much beer do you do you, do you still have beer in your glass Oh no, I'm I'm already done. You want to crack this uh, Hellas that we're I do. Uh, sitting on? I do. I, all I've been thinking about this whole episode was this goddamn Hellas lager. Yeah, you're gonna talk about this one because you brought this one to the table. I went. I I brought a little PA beer to this, so this is all you. Yeah. So as we talked about how the uh, the craft beer industry adapted, um, uh, there's a little company called Tavor out there, um, that is. Shipping beer nationwide. Um, you can uh, get the app, I guess. Yeah, you can get the <laughs> app. Uh, you can go on Tavor, uh, get the app. And basically what you do is you find beer. They post beers. Uh, it, it becomes an addiction. Trust me on that one. Did you cancel your app already? It, it's off my It's off my home, uh, my home screen. It's in that like locked away in like the crypt of apps that is like that, uh, whatever the iOS 14 thing is. Um, oh, right next to grinder. Yes. Um, okay. so, uh, you can go and get like any beer, like from, uh, you can get beer from across the country. Um, and if you use promo code, best, best friends pod, uh, I believe that's a, wait, wait, Tom, is that best, best friends P-O-D. It is. And then I can play this. Yeah, that's right. That's a P-O-D drop. Yep. So uh, go on to war and use promo code best, 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 best friends pod. Uh, and you'll get $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Um, yeah. Tavor's a, a fine app. Uh, I got a little too deep into it and our fridge got very, very full. Um, um, but we're going to be drinking. Uh, I can see my Hellas from here by trophy brewing, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, see it out oh, there. It is. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Hellas lager. Um, and this has quite a story on it as I'm reading it. And man, if you let this, this can sit for a second and sweat, that gold leaf on the, uh, on the can, it really, oh, are, it are glitters. you label shopping over there? Oh man. 
completely label shop. This was is very similar to uh, DM it to my inbox by Aslan. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go ahead and crack this. Nate, are you uh, are you enjoying the third beer or uh, are you gonna hold I'm, off? I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not able to keep up. I'm still on my second beer, so you guys enjoy. <laughs> I got an early morning. Fair enough. So do I. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Hangovers hit a little different these days. <laughs> All right, Here's a countdown, Tom. One, two, three. I think we're really just cracking this one just to kind of keep the conversation going because I'm out of water and I'm also out of beer, so I'm not running upstairs right now. And a Hellas is a beautiful, refreshing beer to have. Yeah, it, we haven't had a Hellas on in a long time. And I felt like it was appropriate that we, we need to get one on here, especially because Pennsylvania produces maybe the best Hellas in the entire country. And that is uh best poured out of a 360 top pop top from Sly Fox. The Sly Fox Hellas. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie yet, we give that a starring role at one point in the film. Just pop it. It was it just slows down for a second. Pull off that 360 top. Oh man, I'd just give it a nice like slow motion and, pop for that. And I can't tell you how many times I've sat in the theater with people watching it, and there is a little bit of like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> it, man, yeah, if you're not, for, it, I was gonna say, if you're not into crap, you've never seen the 360 top. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the Sly Fox Hellas and the Pop Top are two of the reasons that like. Brian O'Reilly is like a God tier guest that I want to get on this podcast. So bad. Yeah, we, we, have, we have him in the film. Um, yeah. What's that one? We, we have him in our film. Uh, we should, we should talk to him now with the, the new brewery too. Yeah. Mainstay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's funny because I, um, for, I guess, Sly Fox's anniversary, they did an anniversary double IPA. And in classic Sly Fox fashion, they put a 360 pop top on that 16 ounce boy. Yachts too. Oh, it was, oh, when I, when I got the can and it was in a little like trade and I, I just looked at it, I went, oh, it's a 360. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that I- was, that was a game changer. And I lived like part of my life, like two miles from the brewery. So I was there pretty often and three sixty pop tops are the way to go. That's another thing is like, we we've talked about it ad, ad nauseum on the podcast. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. Um, <clears throat> Sly Fox is another brewery. You need to put some respect on their name. Um, the, the three sixty pop top complete yep. game changer. Um, their original IPAs, the uh, the the three sixty IPA, um, even before that, yeah. um, the one thirteen, yeah. I mean their their IPA game was strong, but just their their strong German backbone. And I mean Brian O'Reilly was just, I mean, he, Sly Fox is nothing without Brian O'Reilly. So, and that's why I say he's. Thank you. What's that? 
and, and goat races. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I was thinking Bach about Bachfest. You you have to t- if you don't talk about the goat races when you talk about Sly Fox. But the but the goat races are nothing without that that amazing amazing beer. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so this beer right here, and I was just reading the uh, description you threw up on the notes. So um, what's cool about this, I can see my Hellas from here from Trophy Brewing Company in Raleigh, North Carolina, is this was Trophy Brewing Company getting together with a local malt company. So yeah. this is kind of cool to see this community collaboration in another state. Like we see a lot of this in Pennsylvania, the PA pride beer. I don't know. Did you ever get a chance to try the PA pride beer here? I haven't had it. No. So the, the PA pride beer was done with like Deer Creek malt. Um, a couple breweries collaborated on it. It was brewed in uh, Susquehanna brewing company, which is kind of out yeah. towards, yeah out towards you guys and everything. So, um, that beer, uh, another one that was kind of like a, you know, a community collaboration. And we're seeing this here with trophy and rally North Carolina. It's cool to see it in another state kind of doing this here. So they had the, um, epiphany craft malt, which is from the Perry family farm in rally North Carolina. So just having like another collaboration in other states, seeing other states doing things that Pennsylvania is doing is kind of cool to see. And man, it is a tasty, tasty, tasty Hellas. This is great. And I just wanted to get that out right before I ran up the stairs here to use the bathroom. And I'm going to let Tom talk about this beer a little bit as I run up. It's really nice. It has a nice malt backbone, super crispy. Head retention is not exactly where I want it to be, but you know, that's all aesthetics. Um, You know, a good head is a good quality beer, but Flavor on this is spot on. Um, this is what uh, Dan and I <clears throat> have coined uh, the the uh, lawnmower beer. You know, it's the kind of beer that you want to yeah. you want to have slapped into the the cup holder in the lawnmower uh, on a hot summer day. You know, you're out there mowing the lawn. You want a nice refreshing beer out there. Certainly not drinking a hazy boy in the uh, while you're riding the lawnmower. You know, you, could. Mean, you could, it probably won't go over well, after a few of those, but run over a couple feet. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess over the, over the summer, uh, I would say that was like the height of, you know, I heard people say like, Oh, if it's under 8%, it's not even a good beer. And it's like, what? yeah, I mean, if you got an IPA and it was like, if it was under like 8%, it wasn't good. No, nah, man, I'm, I'm all for the session beers. That's, that's the way to do it. Well, also, you know, the people that are getting those like hype beers like that or, or starting these like big trends are not people in our age bracket. <laughs> they, they don't quite understand. Like we said, I'll still drink my barley wine wine once in a while, but I got to respect it. But if, yeah, I, but if I can do some session beers and enjoy it my whole day, uh, that's going to be the way that's going to be four separate sessions of barley wine. That's not going to be, <laughs> you're not going to be throwing the, those bad boys back. 
I just sat down at four separate sessions of barley wine. And I almost shuddered a little bit. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love it, but Oh my God, that's a morning. Now we were talking about, uh, how like over the summer, uh, it kind of got like that. You got that high ABV craze where people were, you know, saying like, if it was like under 8%, it wasn't even a good beer. I will say that I think COVID had a lot to do with that at the beginning of summer. I think there was a lot of anxiety where like high ABV beers were real hype at the beginning. And I feel like people just really needed to relax. So they started being like, you know, maybe you have a couple fives, maybe a couple six percenters. Man, a good like 5.6% is like, that's a nice sweet spot. Yeah. I would say like in an IPA, I look at like six and seven. When I start start seeing like the eights and like above, I know like this might be a one and done for me. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at like that new trail Levante collaboration and you're like, mm. oh yeah, that 9%. Yeah, we're going to we're going to parcel this up through a couple night, different I, I, nights. I save that bad boy for when I watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I get like the family falls asleep and it's just me in the living room and I'm like, I want to watch something by myself. You Maybe sit, I want to put on Die Hard 2. Sometimes you see you know, you sit down and you're like, you know what? I'm going to watch Port in Pennsylvania, the the uh, <laughs> the I'm going to watch the full doc uh, and I'm going to sit here. I'm going to enjoy this 9% beer. And I'm gonna just going to sip it throughout the entire. How long? And is- it's going to end up with me just rewinding and fast forwarding through the pop top 360 over and over again. Just that <laughs> part. Just me just back and forth, back and forth. And Dan's. Dan's it at all. And then Dan's <laughs> left arm getting uh, just slightly stronger. Yeah. <laughs> what were you watching? 360 pop top. <laughs> You rewind that again. So yeah. Can we just, uh, can we just bring that back? Can we slow it down a little bit? I've been getting really good with the Apple remote. I can really like double tap on both sides and get that slow motion style going. Double tap on both some sides. Nice slow, sexy pours in that film too. Actually, there's <laughs> a, we do a, it's kind of funny. We do a, um, uh, brewery spotlight in each episode. So we'll have all the stories. And then at the end of the episode, we'll, we'll just kind of feature a brewery. And that's kind of more they like, Hey, here's a brewery. Here's what we do kind of a thing. And one of my editors is like, I, I got a great thing in my mind for when we do Lamonte. So we do, we uh, shoot at Lamonte. He goes and edits it. And then it's like all these like foaming slow motion shots and because like, <laughs> beers are like you know like glitter parts and like all these sexy kind of names and aesthetically uh, they all look very appealing on film <laughs> right so, so he does this kind of like porn music in the background and like oh yeah these like neon lights going and stuff it you gotta watch it's hilarious and it's it just fits the whole thing so perfectly nice so, so here's what you do with your grant money if you don't already already do this here comes uh, the idea, man. Yeah. You take part of your grant money, you rent a phantom camera and just, you just shoot a ton. That's way too slow. We're, we're, you shoot, <laughs> oh my God. We're not, shooting bullets. we're not shooting bullets at these cams. Or okay. Well, Jackass <laughs> three did it. They did like their whole movie in a phantom cam. Didn't they do the, uh, the dildo going up? They did everything. The whole, the whole opening of Jackass three is done with a phantom. You do, you do that, man. You do, you take a day, you rent a phantom. You just do slow pours. Just the pours coming up over the, over the head coming up over top of the glass. 
Come on, man. I'm, I'm producing everything for you. You got to get, uh, you got to get Travis Rice. You want to nerd out. What frame rate do you shoot that at? Because like 120 is plenty. For no, I'm, I'm shooting that. I'm shooting that at like, I don't know, 1250. that would be the i would if you could watch I, i'm gonna i'm gonna make a documentary called slope war it's just like we're gonna watch a beer being poured for the next three hours yeah it's you just call it slow pour and you know yeah it will be the it will be the hypest documentary ever uh, dude, you gotta get Red Bull involved. Like the Travis Rice snowboard videos, would just be like that slow motion. Just they just get like the sound of it like pouring out, and it just sounds like an avalanche at that slow motion and everything too. Just get like a really good microphone on it too. <laughs> Every single member of Breweries and PA Facebook group would just their heads would explode. <laughs> Is that your heads explode all around you? <laughs> I, all right we, we we won't get too too far into that because you know we're we like matt and chad. i love the guys that run that yeah matt and chad are great this new trail uh group is it's something else <laughs> the new trail group i love that you called it that <laughs> um all right i think we need to we need to start wrapping this thing up uh yeah Nate, uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. We love what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's cool. Um, what you guys are doing? Uh, super, super excited to like get into the full series of uh, of Port and PA. Um, it's awesome that you got the you got the uh, the grant money for season two. Um, that it's like PA. I, I've I've talked about. It. I've been to like San Diego. Um, I just feel like, you know, the bookends there's like San Diego, like SoCal and Pennsylvania are like the meccas of craft beer right now in, in the U S we just have such a great community here that I, I, I know a lot. There's a lot of other great beer towns and communities, but just and the same thing traveling around and you see it in there, um, in Pennsylvania, it just, it seems like we're really pulled together and, and creating something special here. Yeah. It's just become like, you know, like your, your documentary goes after it's the whole state, you know, whether it's, it's Philadelphia, whether it's Harrisburg, York area, whether, you know, Pittsburgh, the whole state, no no matter where you go, you're going to get, you're going to have somebody that will suggest a great brewery to you. So, um, you know, keep doing the great work on that. Uh, Dan, you want to hit us with some plugs? Oh yeah, of course. Um, so as we go through our outro, we always like to say, Hey, if you enjoyed everything you listened to on this episode, I'm going to reiterate exactly what Tom said verbatim, subscribe, rate and review, you know, review to help us show up better. Tell your friends about the podcast. Um, Hey, if you liked our episode with Port and PA, check out some of our back episodes. We have plenty of amazing PA breweries that we've had on this podcast. Um, we have talked to some great people and we continue to search out some of these great PA craft breweries that we want to talk to. So, um, you know, follow us on social media and Facebook. Um, best Best Friends Pod. Tom, that's Best Best Friends P-O-D. Ha <laughs>
All right. Um, send us an email too. If you know of any breweries that want to be on the podcast or any beers that we should feature or anything that you want us to talk about, if you're a fr- uh, fan of the podcast, uh, send us an email. It's best, best friends pod at gmail.com. That's best, best friends P O D. always my favorite when you drop that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and, uh, you can follow, uh, Port and PA on Instagram. It's at Port and PA. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at, you guessed it, Port and PA. We made it easy. Super easy. Uh, You can go on uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash Port and PA. Wait, Uh, Tom, is that Port and PA? Yeah, it's Port and PA. Okay. Um, You can check out the full doc. You can see their documentary series uh, going on. Uh, definitely worth a subscription. Uh, I, I gave them a subscribe. Uh, I want to, I always want to get the, the new episodes when they come out. That's where we're at right now. We need those subscriptions to get us through, uh, the rest of this year. And that's how, that's how you know when we drop a new episode too. You're the first one to get it. Guys, you're getting getting, on the old, uh, uh, podcast YouTube as well. I didn't, but I will. Yeah, we got. A, I I got a couple. I got a couple YouTube channels. I can just get on there. I'm just gonna th- start throwing out the subscriptions. <laughs> but I mean, come on, guys. It, it, go on YouTube. You get a, a full. I don't. How long is the the full doc? Uh, ninety minutes. So you're yeah, getting it's a ninety minute hour and a half full doc for free. You can watch it on your phone, your iPad, your full big TV, whatever you want. Your full big TV. Yeah, full yeah, big TV. That full big TV yeah, you come have. Come on, man. I got a 65 inch in my living room. I'm you watching. You sell home theater TVs. Your full big TV? I do. <laughs> my full big TV. Um, and then, at, like like Nate said, you know, we're doing, he's doing uh, episodes. You're doing, trying to do 12 this year. He's got all next season right. planned out. See if so you're getting episodes for free. I don't know. I like how, how, how much more incentive do you need? That's crazy. Yeah. Free. Uh, to be honest, so like when you sent me the link, I like, I've seen the documentary on prime and like some of the trailers, um, the Levante feature and everything was kind of something I honed in on because I'm a Levante like fan boy and everything. So I, um, uh, I watched a little bit of that, but yeah, I mean, everything's available for free. Like, what it's, more can you ask for? It's the cost of free. So there's that. It, is there, do you guys have anything going on? Like a, like a Patreon or anything you guys want us to like? No, we're dummies like that. We don't, we don't, <laughs> uh, there's no other way. You do you guys have like an only, only fans or like an only cans? If you really want like some merch, you can go on our Facebook page, check out our store on Facebook. You can buy a t-shirt or a hat, but, um, yeah, we, uh, or for the people, I guess, you know, like that's awesome. Get, it out. get that out there. Well, Dan, what are you thinking here? Uh, I mean, I mean, he seems pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. Do you think he's a friend? Do you think he's a new friend of the podcast? I don't know. I mean, I mean, well, he's out in the middle of Pennsylvania. It's middle. Of, I know it's the middle of Pennsylvania. It's not quite the East Coast. I mean, it's but, it is, Pittsburgh. but it is the capital. I know, but Pittsburgh sucks. Yeah, well, I don't know. 
I don't know. He, he seems pretty knowledgeable about beer. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. He's a new friend. He's a new, new friend. friend. Okay. All right. So, okay. all right, Nate, you're a new friend of the podcast. Uh, you can expect your welcome package uh, in seven to 10 business. My lemonade, uh, yes. <laughs> um, again, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for doing, you know, everything that you do for PA craft beer. Yeah, you are yeah. you are someone to definitely. I mean, for our podcast to look up to. Um, to be honest, like everything I've seen, I've just been impressed by. So, looking forward to more that you have to offer with Port and PA. So, cheers to you, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Dan. Uh, you know, as I always say, even in this distance, I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> always makes me flush, even from. Yeah, 12 miles away. All right. Everybody, just remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just... And always remember, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. It was the Clinton family that was responsible for that. All right, everybody. Best Restaurant Podcast, episode 45. We out. See you. Best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some video. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalet. A cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both, so it's all for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods up there, were it the ones for me. Epstein is still alive, and listens to best best friends pod.